Welcome back, everybody. Blue Collar Whitetail Podcast, officially powered by Rackaholic Outdoors, the true whitetail scents and cover scents made from an Indiana deer farm, 100% made by deer, from the deer to the bottle. I recommend the whitetail bedding scent. You'll be covered up in deer, and uh, they don't care about your wind at that point, for the most part. That's my experience. Um, also, shout out to AAA Shooting Supply in Laoto, Indiana. They have your gun, ammo, and archery needs. So here we are back again tonight. We got Tim the Iceman Freeze with What's us. What's up? <laughs> and uh, we're just going to talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how the season went this year with you. Um, you know, like your experience with it and uh, maybe highs and lows from it. And we're also going to dive into some of the um, controversial DNR things that have came out in our glorious state. Oh, yes. Of the Indiana. survey questions. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, we have the free speech to say our feelings about it, and I think as taxpayers we can. Uh, oh, I think there's a lot of people with some things to say. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, without further ado, uh, gun season opening day. That was the last time you were out here. It was, yeah, that was a great show. I had a good time. Yeah. What a, what a hell of a year. Yeah. It, uh, a lot a lot of heartbreak and all that shit, but I'm gonna just kick it over to you. Uh, start wherever you want to start. Oh, God. Uh, I think the last time I was here, we talked about it, and I was talking about how um, I lost all my spots, basically. And yes. I was, like, starting from scratch. Yep. Well, I did. I think, I, and I can't remember. It's I've slept <laughs> since then, but uh, I can't remember when it was that I actually got a spot to hunt. A farmer friend gave me a stand, like a stand, and I mean that. And then I killed that doe, yep. like, a week later. Or, like, four days later, I can't remember. It was, like, real quick. But that was the only stand I had. Well, then a um, buddy of mine got a hold of me. He had another buddy that basically had some guys that were hunting on him that shouldn't have been, yada, yada. Naturally. And wanted me to get in there and kind of not really run him out, but gently, hey, you know, somebody else has bought this. We know that you don't know, but he would like you guys to move out. And I hunted that, but it was hard because it was, like, no scouting, no nothing. He's like, he took me there, showed me the property. There's two properties. There's one over by me, and there was another one by Albion. And I looked at them real quick, kind of gave a scan. They were both swamps. And okay. I'm like, you know, okay, well, I threw one stand up at the one property, and the other property already had some in pretty good locations. It, but <clears throat> the Albion property is far enough away. I can only do it, you know, right. so many times. So um, just because of time and kids and family, you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, so, yeah. um, <clears throat> so I... I did end up at the Albion property. Um, I was worried about just getting... Because my family, that, that's what we eat. I yeah. Mean, we eat meat, deer meat. I mean, all our both. burger, roast, all of it. Um, tacos, lasagna, everything. Yeah, you always get people that, you know, like, talk about it. But, like... And then there's people that do Like, it. you and I, that mm-hmm. that is it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I grind all my own and all... I mean, yep. you know, so... Um, I was actually genuinely concerned. Well, um... My father-in-law gave me a couple deer. My best friend, uh, Chris, he gave me a deer. Um, And then I did manage to kill a couple does. I killed the doe with the bow. And then uh, gun season, I sat that second weekend, I sat up there in Albion. And I had like, I don't know, 20-some does come out in front of me. And I'm like, well, I'll pick the biggest nanny. Yeah, that's right. I waited for like, I don't know, at least 45 minutes. No bucks. I'm like serious okay then i'm like well i'm dusting one of you because i gotta put meat in the freezer right right at this point with not having any scouting and not really knowing what bucks are around and what's going on 
I need to put meat in the freezer for my family. That's my number one priority. So I'm like, yeah. all right, screw it. I'm doing it. And so I dumped her, and then um, I think that was it. That was my two does. Uh, but it was slow. It was a slow year. You. I didn't have anywhere to go. Um, the good news is I do have some really good leads for this next year. Um, I got a guy who gave me his business card that I got to get a hold of because I did a little work for him. And uh, he's like, oh, man, I got I got properties all over. And he's like, I'll lease them to you. And I think a couple of them are pretty big, you know, 80, which for us, and that's what sucks around here anymore is it's like, dude, you got to either know somebody, mm-hmm. your family has to have ground, or you have to be in something that's been locked in for years because it's all going to money. And he's like, well, you know, it's going to take a little money. but And I'm like, that's fine. I understand. But I'm blue collar. No. I'm like, okay, but. You know, <laughs> I'm only the tax return. I, yeah. I won't, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, well, 1500 of that's going to be earmarked for a 40-acre spot. But, I'll tell you what, though. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm blessed with, with my opportunities that I have, and like I said, I can't imagine paying to play. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at, unfortunately, but it's the way the world works now, and it's like, you know, for me, I'm going, well, okay, that's the way it's going to be, and that's the way it's going to be, and I love deer hunting enough, and we eat enough of it that I'm going to make it work. So, I don't know. My season this year was really messed up, slow. Um, I might have seen three bucks all year, and I saw nothing Jeez. shootable. Well, nothing I would have shot. Um, it was just slow and kind of sucked to be honest. It's probably my worst deer hunting year ever. But with all that being said, I look forward to this next year, right? Building new relationships with landowners and trying to get a new spot. Um, there's going to be a lot of door knocking. I can tell you that, and I and I will be offering some money because that's I can't. Can what do. else are you supposed to do now? So yeah, slow. Um, kind of sucked, and but I put meat in the freezer and I had some people give me some deer, which was great. Oh and, yeah. And they're people, the, the people that gave me deer, they, they usually either donate them or they're already stocked up, yeah. you know, so, but we, we literally, my, my family will eat, no joke, we can go through seven deer, no problem, Dang. a year, it's not, I don't doubt it, I got three kids and my boy's like, right. you know, so, well, that's what was crazy, like, uh, the previous years, it was just me and my wife and my oldest boy were eating on it right and now my youngest boy he's on it and, yeah and it's like uh <laughs> well and that's the thing it's like we make burgers spaghetti tacos yeah. chili anything you use ground meat in sloppy doughs sloppy yeah sloppy doughs right. <laughs> <laughs> i love that i'm gonna use that um but that's what i mean is anything ground meat you yeah. know Hell, we make uh salisbury steaks you oh, know nice. stuff like that. that's pretty good my wife makes that mm-hmm um, but anything ground meat, and then all our roasts—we don't buy roasts from the store. Deer's way better anyway. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's no fat. It's you don't have all that fat in it. It's all, oh my god, that Mississippi style pyros. Telling you, with it, oh, it's like bad. a stick of butter and then a packet of au jus and a packet of ranch and pepperoncinis and I don't know, but it's and then oh, you dump god. that thing in there. Oh yeah, it's just, yeah. Put the roast, <laughs> cover it with all that, and a stick of butter on top. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, we did uh, Philly cheesesteaks the other day. I did those once. I was oh killer. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> With the green peppers and the onions yeah. and the cheese. Yeah. I made her buy that, uh, oh, what's the, oh, the cheese whiz or whatever. The, yeah, like whiz. The, yeah, the actual. Because uh, they're like, one whiz wit. Yeah. Not, <laughs> I don't know how it works. Yeah. I'm not Pencil, from Pennsylvania or Philly. You know? <laughs> These people are crazy, dude. 
<laughs> I got Jake laughing so hard, but I got tears already. <laughs> That's great. That's why I'm here. Let me let me snatch these questions real quick. Oh no. Oh boy, he's gonna go pick up the. Uh, We're gonna dive he, into this. He screenshot the uh, questionnaire uh, from the DNR, and it was I. From what I've been reading from some gentlemen online, there are some aggravated individuals. Not that I blame them, uh, but the the whole thing with the deer survey. Um, I know Jake took it this way, and I took it this way a little bit. It kind of towards the end of that survey, if you took it. When they start asking questions about, you know, but then this is besides the deer hunting stuff, but your income class, if you went to college, how many years did you go to college? We're like, oh, thanks yeah. for calling us idiots. Yeah, stuff you know, that so. doesn't even pertain to what we're talking about. I don't care if you've, you know, eighth grade and you just decided to go work or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it doesn't matter. Um, everybody's entitled. I mean, not entitled, but. Everybody has a voice. Oh yeah, and and, uh, and I'm glad they're allowing us to to get to give our because from right. what I'm seeing online, the response has been good for people voicing their opinions. Yeah, whether they agree or disagree with what the DNR put out in their questionnaire, mm -hmm. they are voicing their opinions. And I, for one, am happy to be seeing sportsmen like you know on Facebook and stuff talk about it, like take the survey, give yeah. your opinion. I'm happy to see that because guys are speaking out, going you mm -hmm. know. So hit hit the questions, man. Go for it. Yeah. Um. And another another thing that was kind of cool with the survey is they asked like what county you predominantly hunted in, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there was like a map, and you could drop a pin. Yep. And so it was there like a, was a sixteen mile radius. Is that what it yep. was? Yeah. So so what's cool about that is now they're actually being able to see like right. where this information is instead of some guy that's in. Let's just say Southern Indiana mm -hmm. saying, you know, oh no, no does, no does. Well, in his area, yeah. It, but then it's going to affect, you know what I mean? Like right. it could get, it could affect our area somehow. Like if it just got miscombobulated. Yeah, and I think I, I agree with you. I think having that that sixty mile radius kind of pinpoints, you know, where people are answering these questions from and what they're seeing in those locations. Yeah, because there are guys that are not seeing deer. Yeah. And there's plenty of them across the state, and maybe their counties or their areas are down. You know. Yeah. Um, like I said, I saw like 25 deer on that one sit when I killed that doe, and that was great. And I saw lots of deer out there. I didn't see very many quality bucks, but I saw lots of deer. Now, the other place that this this particular uh, individual owns, I hunted that. I saw one deer all season. This one. I only got to hunt it like six times, but out of those six sits, one deer. That was it. That sucked. See, so, there, <laughs> something, like I said, last year was kind of slow. Um... The beginning of the season was just lights out. Like, we couldn't get away from them. Mm -hmm. But something definitely slowed down. And, you know, maybe this year was just the year that maybe they picked something else. But I'm, I wasn't not seeing deer, though. Well, I mean, every year's different. Yeah. Um, yeah. So here's one of the questions, or not necessarily a question, um, but it has to do with the bonus antlerless quota. Okay. Um Oh, wait, sorry. The antlerless quota. Uh, well, they talked about that with the bonus antlers versus the antlers. Should we, should we just call it antlerless license? Yeah, it says, Indiana doesn't have a statewide antlerless quota. An excessive number of deer could be harvested by hunters. For example, if a hunter decided to harvest the total number of deer possible in 2022, they could harvest 188 deer. Yep. You know, that's just a wild example. Yep. Um, 
So, therefore, Indiana is proposing to limit the total number of antlerless deer each hunter can harvest in Indiana to six does. Additionally, hunters will not be able to exceed the annual quota for deer in each county. Right. So, the way I receive that is they're going to do away with the bonus quotas, and they're basically going to be like, Tim, you can shoot a buck and six does. Uh, I don't think that's the way that, it's going to be because they're going to keep they're going to keep the county quota. So it'd be like you know if uh, um, I normally hunt Noble County. I think this past year was two. Yeah, that's I think mean, for us usually. That's, yeah, um, two is pretty standard actually right now uh, across the, not standard, but I mean it's I would say it's the average number across the state in, in terms of counties. But um, I think it was two. So I think you, what they're saying is you can shoot you know two does in Noble County, and then if you're like. Like me, like I used to go down every single year. I would go down for the opener of muzzleloader, and I'd be down at um, Monroe Reservoir. Okay, yeah. What uh, is that, Lawrence County? I, I can't know. remember the county. I think it might be Lawrence. I can't remember. I, it's been like five years since I've gone down there, but I used to go every year. And so that means like I could shoot a doe down there, you know. County uh, hop. Right. You can county hop, but you can only do it to the county quota. For a total of six. Yeah. So let's say Allen had two, Noble had two, and Whitley had two. There's your six does. Yeah, and, and you you're can't done. go nowhere else. But they didn't uh, take away the reduction zone thing. I was happy to see that. Thank God. Reduction zone, you can still get your buck, and then you can still tag another buck. Also, military refuge, that will stay the same, which is good news. So you can shoot a buck that won't count towards your quota. Hell yeah. So, and I did hunt big oaks um, this year, and... I almost dusted a pretty good one. I just couldn't. He, he he was moving too quick, and I just couldn't get on him, and neither could my buddy. It was just one of those. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah. Sometimes you just can't get on him, you know, and that was how it was. He was 150 yards through timber, and he just wouldn't quit. But um, So I'm glad to see that kind of stuff staying. Um, but some of the other things. Whew, yeah, mean, wow. so, yeah, keep going. So Sorry. here's another one. Uh, crossbows were first included in 2012 <laughs> as allowable equipment during archery season for fall hunters in Indiana. This is a big point of contention. Crossbows have become very popular in Indiana. And what they're proposing is to have a separate crossbow license needed on top of your archery. No, no, no. That's what that's what it's saying. No, separate... no. You read it backwards. I believe, I believe what they're doing is they're saying... You buy an archery license, you can use a crossbow. They're doing away with the special crossbow license. So you won't have to buy the crossbow license. You just have to buy an archery license. I'm pretty sure. See, the way I thought, because... Is that it? Is that the thing right there? Yeah. Let it, me see it. So the way the way that I was understanding it is they were trying to make you buy a crossbow tag on top of your archery tag. I don't crossbow hunt, but my buddy does. To be honest with you, I'm probably going to pick up a raven if the rules don't change. But anyway, hang on. I'm just Colton's is freaking fast. He's got a raven? It's it's a center oh, point. Oh, talk, yeah, yeah. We talked about it. Judas Priest. And now yeah. I got one that's 500. Yeah, okay. So here you go. Yeah, I know. That's stupid fast. <laughs> to simplify regulations, Indiana DNR proposes to combine the archery license and crossbow license, which would remove the, the need for a separate license to hunt deer with a crossbow. I wonder how many people actually bought that crossbow license. A lot. I know quite a few people who did. I mean, I my brother and a bunch of my buddies. Well, bought. see, that's the thing. So Colton does bundle. With well, me. yeah. And see, if you got so, the, yeah, right. So like me, like I, I don't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't. And that's what I do too. I buy the bundle too. Yeah, because I don't have a lifetime. I mean, 
And here's another thing while we're talking. I, dude, y'all who are taking the survey, we're talking about the survey. Call the DNR and tell them to bring back lifetime licenses for a limited time. Yeah. Call it six months. Call it a year. I don't give a shit. But bring them back for a little bit so that a small group of us who are really hardcore can get on. Back in the day, I think you at the end of it, it was like, I don't know, four, 13, 1400 bucks for the combined for hunting and fishing. I bet you I've spent more than that in the past. I know I have. So I'm like, okay. I know you don't want to keep it because you think you're going to lose revenue, and that's fine. Open it for a but, month. Yeah, you, if it's a month, fine. I don't care. I will find the money. I, I'll rob a bank. I won't rob a bank. <laughs> I'm not really going to rob a bank. Let me be clear about that. But I'm just saying, I will beg, borrow, and steal to get that just to get that done because it will save me money in the long run. But please, get a hold of the state and voice your opinion on that because I think we need to bring that back for at least a couple months or some, some sort of time frame where it gives some of us a chance to get in on that. Okay. And don't price it at $8,000 because that's just asinine. Yeah. I mean, make it reasonable, but also it needs to be up there. I understand that. So a combo, make it two grand. Okay, I'll pay two grand. Oh, yeah. I don't want to pay two grand. Right. I, I'm, you know, I don't have yeah, a, you hardly both. any money, but I'll do that because in the long run, it's going to save me money. Yeah. You know, so anyway, bring that back. But anyway, what that said was, yeah, it's bringing it to combining... So you don't have to buy the crossbow license. You would just buy an archery license. Um, that one, I don't have a big problem Yeah, I don't with, see the... Well, the way I was trying to say it is there... Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this one's kind of cool. DNR has uh, received a request asking to add an early season mm -hmm. that would allow hunters to harvest deer while they're still in velvet. These types of seasons typically occur the last half of August. The buck harvested in the season... Would apply to statewide bag limit, which is fine with me. Mm -hmm. um, such as the type of weapons that could be used, and any restrictions of the age of deer harvested. And so, yeah, what they're trying to do is finally let us. Basically, they're proposing they letting us kill velvet deer. Yeah, they're basically saying we're gonna we would we, we, we would consider putting in an August season. And to me, it sounds like probably archery only, it, which is, is what it looks like, and I'm fine with that too. Um, archery only for velvet bucks. I'm okay with this, and I'm going to tell you why. A couple reasons. Number one, in early archery that time of year, it is much easy or easier to pattern a pretty good buck. Mm -hmm. However, said buck a lot of times isn't going to appear until dark. I don't think that this particular rule would impact the harvest numbers very much because if it's buck only especially yeah i i don't see it impacting harvest numbers very much for a couple of reasons because it's hot that time of year they are very nocturnal while the bucks are patternable that time of year they're generally very nocturnal and that's I, I don't I don't see that that early season producing like big numbers. Well and you know the same thing too if you're just keeping it at one deer and it adds, I mean, it's to your bag, like, no more than that. Then like, it doesn't affect anything, yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, if you kill him in August or you kill him in January doesn't 1, matter. doesn't it's matter. buck. Yeah. And he's not he's yeah. not reproducing. You know, why Why should we have to pay money to go to Kentucky to go shoot a velvet deer that will never yeah. get the opportunity? Even in reduction, with Even, how late it starts, you can't get a, a velvet. I mean, you it would probably be rare, I would think, because you have to shoot your doe. I've seen one. Yeah. I've seen one when I was hunting reduction that was velvet on opening day. 
Yeah, but you still have to kill a doe first. Yeah, that's the other problem. Um, I personally don't have a problem with the rule. I think it's pretty cool. I think key to that would be hunting um, water sources and... um, and oh, they'd still fields. be on summer patterns. Like, well, yeah, it would be if those deer. If you find a buck that's patternable, moving before dark. Oh, I would have fucked. I mean, yeah, you gave you me August this, August this year. We'd been talking. Yeah, you can get it done. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I I personally like the rule. I don't have a problem with that. I think it's a good idea, um, especially for our youth hunters. Yeah. Um, that it's it's a good time of year. It's not you know November. We don't know. It could be sixty or it could be twenty. Yeah, uh, but August, week. it's probably going to be pretty decent. You could get your kid out there with a crossbow or you know, and that's why I don't really have a problem with crossbows. A lot of guys do, and that's okay. I don't have a problem yeah. with you having a problem with it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of to each his own. But to me, I'm like, I really want to get my kids out there, man. If I can get them an elevated blind or even a ground blind mm-hmm. in August when they're comfortable and warm. And I'm not, I don't have that fidgeting and that, oh, I'm cold and I want to yeah. go home. You know, and a lot of guys, a lot of dads, I mean, we're dads, you know. Yeah. We battle that, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I that, I, it'd be kind of cool. And I, I like that they do the youth season. I'm glad they instituted that. I think this is like kind of additional to that, but it also, you know, gets some other guys out there and kids and stuff. And I'm not really opposed to that one. I think that one's fine. Oh, I'd love to be able to shoot one. I, I'd love to kill a velvet deer. Um, also, I didn't save it, but... Indiana was proposing that we change over to a trophy deer state, right. which means you must have a minimum antler requirement. Uh, so they're Point looking for like three and a half year old deer, basically. Well, or not, well, you know, however it is. Not necessarily. I mean, all all deer kind of put their racks on differently according to age, according to nutrition. All that stuff, but yeah, it's a point restriction. So they're talking like three on one side. Yeah. Um, unless you're but they like, said it would be exempt from youth hunters. Yeah, like eighteen or under. Um, here's where I see a problem with this one. Oh uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude. There are a lot of guys out there who have busy lives, busy schedules, but they do love to deer hunt for that two weeks of gun season. Yeah, but they might only get those three weekends, and that's all they get. And if they have a rack buck come by, if it's a forky or a spike or a six point that's small or whatever, slam, they're they're dumping it. <laughs> and I don't blame those guys no. because that's all they get and they love it and I'm happy for them. And that's great. So that's where I see the big effect coming on, um, especially since it doesn't really affect kids. That's good. Yeah. I'm glad they at least put that in there. But, you know, the weekend warrior guys that are like, man, I can't wait for my two weeks of deer hunting, you know, it's like that would suck for them. And yeah. I kind of feel that. Now, you and I, we hunt a lot more than that generally. Yeah. Um, we hunt bow, we hunt gun, we hunt muzzleloader, we hunt yeah. rifle, urban. And, and like we talked, you know, we, you know, we use the meat because we need it. But at, at the same time, like, you know, my, my thoughts going into the season, uh, you know, I'm, I'm still like, I'll, I'll wait for a decent one and I'll crack a doe. Mm-hmm. But like, as soon as that second week of, of rifle, you know, like my, 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 Stuff or what is it? How would you say my uh, standards start dropping? Oh, like, I think everyone's do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, for me, it's like um, during bow season. So once we hit the date, no November usually for me about the fifth. That's when I that's when I got a hard on to be in the woods. So the fifth is like it's go time. We're at peak of chase, or we're starting to get to peak of chase. I'm like, okay, I want to be in the woods on the fifth through, um, let's say. 
the opener a gun. That's the main time I want to be in the woods, and that's my favorite time of year is when it's bow season, and but it's right before gun yeah. season, and you get that little phase there where they're hitting peak of chase, and there are just bucks everywhere chasing all day long. That's my favorite time, and to me, that's the best time to be in the woods. So, But not everybody can do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can, you know, but not everybody else can. So I... You know, I think it's different for everybody, but yeah, I'm with you. Once that second week a rifle hits, I'm like, I ain't killed a buck this year. I don't know. If it's a decent eight point, I'll probably just go ahead and dump it. No. Now, that's not a trophy hunter mentality, and I get that. And a lot of guys are like, why would you do that? Well, for me, it's about putting me in the freezer, like you said. Yeah. Um, but, and that would... Well, and, it, and then if, they always go, well, just shoot a bigger one. And I think there's a lot of guys who... Pro- well, yeah. <laughs> they just, yeah. Oh, well, if I could yeah. bring him by my okay. stand, I'd... Yeah. <laughs> hey, will you tie him to a tree for me before I get in my stand? I it's forgot like, where no. you bought my license. Exactly. <laughs> It's just, and it's that that stuff's just like uh, oh my god. I don't want to go too deep in the rabbit hole. Yeah, I know what but, you're saying, but uh, yeah, we're definitely. Well, you know, and even like all right, for example, this year, uh, we couldn't get away from bucks. We were praying for does. I mean, we had maybe a couple opportunities where we could kill does. So say that say that was an effect. You know, an antler restriction. Well, I don't know how many times at the reduction zone I had little forked horns or little, you know, like immature bucks mm-hmm. coming by me. Um, so what, am I just screwed there and then now I can't feed my family because of that? That's a hard I- part, especially for people who do, uh, like I said, the weekend warrior guys that are like, well, I'm hoping I get my two deer this year because I'd like to put them in the freezer for me and my wife and my boy. Yeah. Or whatever. You know, and there's a lot of guys who only shoot one or two deer, and that's all they want, and that's all they need. But they don't care about the antlers. You know what? I don't care. If you're out there hunting and you love it, shoot whatever the hell yeah. you want. Yeah, because I'm sick of this. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying I try to hold out for bigger deer, right? I mean, you know yeah, me. Yeah, you and me both, yeah. You know me. You know what I've killed. Yeah. Um, I try to hold out for, for bigger deer. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for, I don't know, 130 or better. Um, you know, if it's the right one twenty five yeah. and it piques my interest and whatever. But yeah, right. But you get what I'm saying. So I try, try to hold out for like a one thirty or better, which is great. But um, a lot of guys don't have that. They they just don't have. They don't. And maybe a lot of guys in the state just don't have one thirties in the area. And so now the DNR is going. Well, we can put them there for you. Well, no, you really can't. <laughs> I mean, as much as you want to say you yeah. can, putting a three point on one side antler restriction ain't gonna do shit. Let's get no. real. It's not going to change it. The one buck rule, I think it helped. Honestly, I think it no. helped. I don't think the antler point restriction will help. I just don't. I don't see it helping. That's my opinion. No. Well, I, and it, I could be wrong. I reserve the right to be wrong. Right. But I just don't see it helping. And I also think a lot of the weekend warrior guys that go out there and like this, you know, the forky's coming by and he's like, well, this I only get four days to hunt a year, and that forky's coming by. He's going to blast the son of a oh, gun, yeah. and he's not going to turn it in. He's not going to check the deer in. Yeah. Or I think gonna that's going to happen. Hammer, you know, I mean, and at the uh, this is where you start getting it's convoluted. Start getting gray. Yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> let's just say hypothetically, you know, this were to. You know, like we 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 feed our family with it. Uh, 
you got one buck that comes by, you ain't killed shit all year, and he's this last fight. day of gun season. Yeah, or what? I mean, or end of the season. Right. Are you gonna? I mean, come on. Yeah, I get it. I get you it. You know, I mean, no, I personally am not shooting that deer, but that's because I probably killed enough. Now, now, or... like, now, like fishing when you have like a, a fifteen inch required measurement. That's. I mean, I just feel like that's way different. But the fact that you have to beat something's nose, you have to. You know, not blow them out of the area when you're walking in and all this stuff. And then you have to hope that something with four points or better is going to come oh, by. Oh, I, I agree. That's a pretty good analogy. And you know me. Um, I fish Lake Erie all the time. I mean, all summer. If I if I can get up there, I'm up there. Um, and that's 15-inch restriction on walleyes. Um, and you can keep six. So, to me, I mean, we throw back fish all the time. But we also right. catch a lot of really quality fish. Um, so you could, I guess you could kind of throw that into the argument like, well, if they do it with fish, they could do it with deer, but I agree with you. It is different. It's a lot um, different. you know, you get to keep six fish, you get to shoot some guys, no deer, no. one deer. I haven't tagged out and no, I haven't tagged out. I think, uh, I've oh, out, but I haven't tagged out. I wouldn't say I've tagged out considering all the tags I've bought. You know, if you consider muzzleloader and then reduction, you're talking reduction, you're talking 10 deer. Um, I, I don't know that I think back in the day when it was like bonus does, you got two and you could shoot a buck and you were, but you were only allowed it according to the County. I could hunt. I think one year, one year, I believe in Noble County, I think it was like three or four does and a buck. And I think I tagged out that year, but it was only for Noble County. I could have bought other County tags. I didn't hunt urban. I didn't, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, th- I think it's only been once. Well, and and since we're on that bonus dough again, I have, you know, this year they did away with the special antler this season, mm-hmm. which to anyone that doesn't know, you get a week after Christmas, basically, to go out there with a rifle. And last year was limited, I think. Last year, last yeah, couple years. Yeah, but, but you know, had we not had that last year, Colton would have killed, wouldn't have killed a deer. I mean, the, why, I, I understand, you know, for the standpoint of they're saying that, oh, well, there's not enough deer. Well, at the same time. I haven't had no problem seeing deer. Well, but yeah, and that's fascinating because I see it online all the time. Guys are like, deer numbers are down in my county. I haven't seen shit. Well, have I you saw thought about that... sitting somewhere else? Well, I agree. And some guys, maybe they've only got one stand. Like me this year, yeah. I, I had a spot that was only one deer stand. But and I, that's all you're allowed to sit in, you know? But but at the same time, and I saw plenty of deer from it, don't right. get me wrong. But at the same time, what I'm saying is, I think it, it's, it's relative to the area you're at because some of these guys are only seeing, you know, I only saw two deer this year. Well, a guy a mile away saw 17 every day yeah, because they were in his area. So that's kind of relative. Um, I think that our biologist, our biologist is Joe Caudell. And I have talked to him personally. Um, I had a couple situations. There was a, actually, there was a weird situation this year with an injured buck on my father-in-law's property. He's only got five acres, yeah. but it was bedded in a CRP and it was walking in circles. I thought it had CWD. I talked to him, and he was uh, a very helpful guy. And he was like, nah, from what you're telling me, I don't believe it's CWD. I think he probably had a brush with a car. And they have um, they can have brain bleed and brain hemorrhage and damage. Um, but sometimes it's temporary and sometimes it's not. Our biologists don't really know if deer can recover from that or not. Long story short, deer disappeared. I don't know what happened to it. I asked if I could put it out of his misery. And he told me, yes, if you get a hold of your local DNR, if it's still there. By the time that happened, 
the deer was gone because yeah. it took like three days because of our process here. Yeah. And I was doing it legally. Oh, well, they're closed on the weekend. It, too. It's a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yes. And that was on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. So I'd have to try to call them Saturday and you can't get a hold of anybody. Dude, I but anyway, been, I had a situation like that where I had to go through the, some, some company in Iowa farmed this field in Indiana. North. Yeah. They, they own the property. They farm it and all this stuff. So I was trying to get permission. So I called DNR. They're, they're closed. Which doesn't make any sense on the weekend. And then, so I called the sheriff's department. And that's when we all hunt. Yeah, I called the sheriff's department. They called me back. They're like, yeah, uh, let me see if I can call this house behind there. I can't tell you his name, but I'll see what he says. So he calls me back and he's like, hey, that guy said you can park in his driveway and you can walk through that field. Um, I have it on record that you called here. So if anyone raises a fuss, you at least tried to give effort yeah. before yeah. you went through, through the, the crops. Yeah. So... Yeah, so I went through a thousand steps before never found the deer. Yep, but that's what sucks. What I'm saying is, get give the people an opportunity, another opportunity to kill a deer with a rifle. At, at that time of the year is like I, I feel like just super, like it, it, one. It's hard to get them with a with a bow at that time of the year. I think I think once once gun comes in, I don't think you really get them that close. Anymore. I mean, they. Well, the. I mean, you can have them close, but I just feel like it's a lot harder game. I killed late season deer all the time um, when I was younger. The late bow season in January. However, I had access to an incredible property with great food sources, and I killed a lot of does. Now, here's where you get the other argument. You're killing does. After the rut, and they're already pregnant. I already Dude, know where that's okay. Going. How? Okay, this is. I'm going to break it down for all you listeners out there right now. Uh-huh. This is very simple. If you shoot a doe in June, or if you shoot a doe in late December, I don't know if you know this, but that's a dead doe. It ain't and making... she's not going to reproduce. Yeah. Doesn't matter if she's pregnant or if she's not. Yeah. She ain't reproducing. Yeah. It doesn't matter if she's carrying uh, babies in January and you kill her. It doesn't matter if you kill her in fucking June. She's not going to reproduce. Right. It does not matter. Period. No. Done. No. Dunzo. It and makes no sense. That argument has never made sense. I see it every year. And the people I see saying it, I'm like, oh my God. Do you not... Like, did you not pay attention in biology? And because then, <laughs> if, if you kill the mom, the babies are dead. And then the so chances of that fawn getting ate, that's another thing. Don't get me started on coyotes. You know how I feel about coyotes. Oh, uh, I know. But I'm... Yeah, that, I love that argument when people are like, oh, well, they're pregnant. Dude, I understand that. They're all but, pregnant. Yeah. All those does before the rut, before you hit November 7th or 8th, when they start getting bred and they go into lockdown... On October 14th, she was still going to produce two deer, generally. In general. Maybe three, maybe one. She was still going to produce deer. Okay, back in October. If she got knocked up in November, well then in January, she's still going to produce two deer. So if you kill her back then or if you kill her right now, don't really matter, does it? They don't multiply like that. Oh my God, that argument just... Drives you nuts, don't it? I hope you get comments on this one because people are going to be like, that's not true. No, you're dumb. It is yeah. true. That's how it works. I'm sorry, and I'm sorry if you're mad about it, but that's just science. Well, and, and you know, 
Dr. Fauci said it. It's got to be true. Here's the other thing. Like, with that with that special antler list, uh, say I haven't clocked in my doe tags yet. You know, what, how come I can't take my gun out that week and... You know what I mean? Like... Sure. You, you eliminate that factor of me I think another biggest, tagging two more deer. Well, I think a lot of the biggest argument is... Our, our population's down, and that is the big argument. Um, and again, that's relative to where you are. I think that our biologist, Joe, um, I think he's got a slight handle on it, but I, I don't know um, in terms of sections of the state if he's got it, you know. Um, he, I, I do believe he's trying, and I think he's a good person. That is trying really hard. I think I don't really know. Him. I don't well, know him personally, but I think he's trying really hard. But what I'm saying is, I think he needs to kind of dial that in and start looking at the numbers, section to section to section. And I know that's a big project, but I think it's a project that needs to be undertaken, and that's just something that has to be done to, to get it done. I, which I mean, how do how do you even monitor a a close estimate of how many deer are in our area? Well, I, I mean, think there's no there's no possible way. Well, they've been trying to do that archery survey for years, and I think if guys would sign up for that, it'd be a great way to do it. Because that archery survey, they ask you how many deer you saw, how many squirrels, how many chipmunks, how many whatever. Um, if more guys would take part in that archery survey, I think that would help. Um, I've done it; it's pretty cool. Uh, I think more people should do that. Um, personally, I wouldn't be opposed to them sending a survey out at the end of the year every year. It can be anonymous, but um, and, and not the not this bullshit that we got on this survey. I'm right. talking like a cut and dried. How many deer did you see? Approximately, uh, approximately how many bucks? Approximately how many does? How much time did you spend in the stand? Um, in what county predominantly? I think that would help tremendously, yeah. and it could be that simple. You only need to ask like four questions, and people oh, yeah. would answer that. This survey they sent out took me like. I don't know, 20 minutes to fill out. Yeah. It was a pretty long survey. Yeah. Cut the bullshit. Get it simple. Get the numbers you need and move on. That well, would be the way to do it. And be it. cut and dry with those questions, too, you know? Do you well, want, do you want to have a... Because uh, they were talking about eliminating the... Or you could only shoot a buck with your muzzleloader. Huh? They were talking about proposing a muzzleloader season to where you can't shoot a doe in there. Oh, I didn't see that, or I didn't pay attention. One of the two, huh? Apparently, I missed that one. I so don't I don't know what that does. If that gives a doe an extra opportunity to live, uh, but I, if that's the know. case, I'll yank my bow out there and stand with me and my muzzleloader. Right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> well, and, and you know, regardless of what happens, like we were talking with the antler restriction, the right people are going to do the wrong thing. Oh yeah. I mean, with this online check-ins, a joke. Oh, I agree. Uh, I, I wish I to, to be to be perfectly honest with you. I wish we went back to steel tags. I'd be fine with going back to steel tags. I enjoyed them because it was like I I've still got I got a deer call um, in my house that's got a shit ton of those steel tags that I have hooked around it from when I was a kid and up until they quit doing it. I loved them. I thought it was great. Plus it and there's always bad players, right? There's always bad players. There's always guys who aren't going to check in their deer. They're not going to say anything. But I think going somewhere. And checking a deer in for a lot of guys, that's part of the fun. Oh, yeah. And I think we've taken away some of the culture of Indiana hunting by doing away with that. Yeah. And online checking, convenient. Yes. Easy. Yes. 
But they should allow that. I mean, they should allow guys to go there. I remember going there with my dad as a kid, checking a deer and being like, oh, man, dad, look at the buck this guy shot, you know? Yeah. And then you go over there and you talk to him and you'd be like, man, that's a nice deer. Congratulations. He's like, oh, man, it was a heck of a story, yeah. man. I was down in the swamp and my buddy was over here. You know, and they might not have someone to share that story with. Exactly. Too. And we, we're missing, like, part of our deer hunting culture is just getting... That's what I love about uh, there. There's a gas station not far from the reduction zone that I hunt, and what's cool is I usually like stop at the gas station on the way home or whatever. Right. And uh, the times I do have deer in the back of my truck, yeah. Like everybody up there, like they come over and like, yeah. They're like, so, oh, nice doe or yes, nice buck. That's or, right. So, so the picture you posted um, of me having me on my on your podcast uh, yeah. today, that deer. So um, I shot that deer on my buddy's property. It was a Wednesday. I took a personal day that day because I just had that feeling. Yeah, I don't. Right. I, yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but oh, I'm familiar. I, every once in a while, I just get that feeling like today's the day. I got to be in the yep. woods, and that was that. That was that day. So I took personal day. Said screw it. So I did, and I went. And I hunted. Best personal day I ever spent. That buck came out behind me. He closed the distance to forty yards. I killed him with thirty-five, oh, and yeah. uh, which th- you know, you know me and my thirty-five. It's, oh, yeah. Go way back. Um, <laughs> so I killed him. He went, you know, 60 yards and died. But so the cool part about that was back to where we we're going with this. Um, I get him gutted, get him in my truck and, uh, we're getting ready to take him over to my dad's while I need a gas pulled in the layout of gas station. Oh yeah. And this dude's across the pump from me over there. And of course, his, you could see his rack sticking out of my truck bed and. Oh, you got to position it good too. <laughs> well, if it's big enough, you don't have yeah. to, but right. I'll be honest. That one wasn't that big. But I maybe I maybe slept that G two out there time. a little bit, you know. And so I pull in, and I'm in there, and this and it's this dude, and he's got bib overalls, he's got an orange hat on, he's just average Joe dude, and he walks up and he's like, "Man, I seen them antlers in the back. Can I look at that?" And I'm like, "Hell yeah, dude! You know, go ahead." And he's like, "Damn, I miss the days when we used to do this at check-in stations." And it hit me, and I'm like, "You know, I do too." I do too. I, I never got I, to be a part of that. So. It, it was awesome, man. It was a lot of fun because you go up there and you meet random people you didn't know. They tell you their hunting story and you tell them theirs. Yeah, you know. And when I was a kid, I remember taking does in and I'd be like, you know, I, was, I like my second or third doe. I'm like, this is only the second deer I've ever shot, and I'm like, I was so yeah, excited, yeah. and it came run through the woods and it stopped and I shot it. You know, you're a kid. That's that's a big thing. That's a part of our hunting culture that is now gone, yeah. and that sucks. Yeah, I'd like to see it come back. That's me. Well, that's like, you know, like this year, it was kind of late notice, but uh, that night before gun season, I wanted to have like a party of like all our, us guys. But yeah. we wouldn't have deer in the back, but like just to have everybody a together. A group of buddies that love the deer hunt. The night before out, the best day up. of the year. See, now I have that tradition and we talked about that on that podcast. That was me and Tristan's tradition. And that was what we do. He comes home because he lives in Arizona. He comes home, we eat pizza, we watch deer hunt shows. That idea, I think, is even better because I'd love to cut it up with a bunch of buddies and drink oh, beer yeah. and bullshit because who doesn't love to do that? Yeah. And the night before the Super Bowl of the fucking year? Like, yeah, exactly. Come on. I, I totally agree. I think that kind of stuff absolutely needs to come back. We need to, <clears throat> excuse me, have um, some sort of cultural shift, I don't know what you call it, in our deer hunting where we get back to that, hanging Instead out with our hate. buddies, swapping the stories. Talking about the good old days, you know, talking about, oh man, I had this buck at 10 yards. I don't, to be honest with you, I know a lot of the guys and a lot of the stories I heard when I was a kid were complete bullshit. 
But I still enjoyed it. Right. You know, and it's just part of our culture and we'd love to do it. And I think we're missing that now. And I think that we need to kind of try to get back to that. So your idea, I think that's a phenomenal idea. If you do it next year, I'll come. I swear to God. Um, but well, that, that was cool with like that opening day. Uh, my uncle runs a Deer Widows party, and it's stag only. And <laughs> they come out here and they shoot guns in the afternoon and like drink beer, smoke meat, like, right? Just yeah. all dudes being dudes, right? And uh, it was perfect because I, I I I shot a buck that day, so we had a deer. A down. good one, a good one. Yeah, he was decent, and he and he, uh, you know, I, I I'm dragging this four wheeler up. He heard me shoot. Was it back here? Yeah, he okay. heard me shoot, and. Uh, you know, Colton and I are coming up on the four wheeler, and uh, we're just like we're going ape shit, and like they, everybody comes over, and we just stand and stare at the deer for like hours. Like right. it was it was stupid. Um, That's stupid the kind of stuff way. that I love. It's that it's that it's just a culture. It's a way of life, and I we as hunters we got to teach that to our kids, and we got to get back to that kind of thing. We yeah. just got to get back to that kind of. Hanging out with each other and and sharing the stories and, and doing that, that needs that needs to be more important instead of this, oh, let's check him in online. Oh, so I shot this buck and then I took him to my taxidermist and nobody got to see him. We didn't get to share stories. We didn't talk to anybody, you know, other than I put it on Facebook and I got 400 people who were basically giving me comments, jerking me off on a great buck because, yeah. you know, screw that. Yeah. Screw Facebook. I'm on there. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, there's something to be said for human-to-human interaction. And well, I, can you imagine how much of a riot that would be, though? Like, let's oh, get yeah. a keg of beer and or, be or, awesome. or whatever. You, you and, get a keg, I'll be here. You know, <laughs> I'll take care of that. But, know. like, uh, you know, just just getting all the guys together. Because I, I bought a tree stand from a dude a couple years back. And, uh, you know, I, me, I'm, I'm pretty easy to get along with. And, like, I go up there, and I was like, oh, how'd you do last year? And he was just staring at me, and I was like, uh, you know, I, I, it was the biggest buck I ever shot. I was still happy as shit about it. I was like, I shot, shot a pretty decent one. He's like, oh, yeah, you got a picture? I'm like, yeah. Show him a picture, and he doesn't really say anything. And then uh, I was like, well, good luck this year or whatever. And so you have people that, like, you know, are all secretive or like all about the oh you got to shoot this or you got to shoot this oh, and, yeah. or shoot that and yep there always be those and people. that's kind of why you know the the idea behind our brand is we wanted to sh- show like light on other people that yeah, get it absolutely. done with you're out there in Carhartt bibs you're average day Joe bro yeah yeah so uh, yeah I think next year we need to we need to plan for that Not average day every day I said average day that sounds <laughs> stupid but yeah I totally agree with that. Um, and I love what you guys are doing. That's why I come here all the time. You know, it's fun, and this is the kind of things that need to happen. Like your your podcast, even you know, just so everybody out there to give you a visual. We're sitting around a round table with some microphones and a laptop, and we're just like, there's I don't know, probably fourteen beer cans up here, <laughs> and uh, we're just hanging out. There's an antler on the table. There's a turkey call. There's a Dewalt drill. Yeah, oh yeah, just and a case. box of shells. I don't know what's going on here, but I like it. But we got I'm it. excited to be a part of it. <laughs> like Kyle That's the Miller. kind of stuff I love. You know what I'm saying? Kyle Miller's like, oh, he's got the yellow twine somewhere. The yellow, <laughs> the yellow rope. Yeah. 
I'm just, this is the kind of stuff that I love to do, and this is the kind of stuff people need to see and be a part of. And that's why I love you guys' podcast, and I appreciate you bringing me on, because I know I'm a shitster. I know that, oh, especially I remember part. doing the Ashby thing with the heavy oh, arrows yeah, yeah, and all yeah. that. That was a fun episode. Yeah. Well, I think people um, learned a lot too. You know, it was different. I know people don't like necessarily what I have to say, but I, I also like stirring the shit. So it yeah. works out you, for me. You and me both. <laughs> it's always fun to light fires. Absolutely, get uh, people riled up. But yeah, so uh, I I think with that being said, I think we can wrap it up. Tim and go I fishing. got some bluegill to go slay on the pond, hopefully, and. We gotta go. We gotta go catch fish. Yeah, I got my Vexler charged up. I got uh, got the shanty. I hope you got a lighter because I don't have a lighter. Yeah, I got a lighter. lighter. Okay, we're good there. I gotta grab my battery from the inside. Or should I just should I just go off your Rexlar? Uh, if you can bring yours, I'd bring it. Okay, just in case, because because my the Vex doesn't always pick three holes. It doesn't always pick up bull jigs, but um, <clears throat> yeah, bring that and then. I got the shanty lantern to put out plenty of heat. It'll be good there, so hopefully we can catch some slabs. Hopefully, I and I'm not I'm not trying to to boast or anything. I don't know what I'm doing this year, but this is the best ice season I've ever I've ever I've ever fished. You I mean, some monster crappie. I you know the the past couple seasons there'd be times I'd go out and not catch anything, mm-hmm. and I'm you know the, you got to weed out the dinks and stuff, but like. I'm catching fish, like yeah. I'm, I'm having fun. Like that's it, all that matters. You know, not having to drill a hundred holes, like yep. just just getting stupid lucky. Yep. Uh, it it's a lot of fun, and I, which is crazy, but I enjoy ice fishing more than summertime fishing. Uh, I do too. There's just something about it. Yep. I mean, it's like a real life video game too. I mean, you're watching the it is. bar. And... It's exactly what it is. <laughs> Man, I love it. So, yeah, let's go catch fish. All right, let's go get them. Hey guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, make sure you check out our website, uh, bluecollarwhitetail.com. Uh, yeah, until next time. Thanks for having me. You guys know where we stand, and uh, deer don't care about your feelings. <laughs>